Do you really think we're going to work through this list in one hour? I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I mean, she's going to show up at 8 o'clock. I think we, I mean, could we can spend three hours talking about this. Oh, easily. easily. And if easily. we do, that's fine. I mean, Bloodletter's going to join us. I mean, we're, she, we could be here till one in the morning. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. We start <laughs> talking Maiden and we look out. Yeah. Yeah. I've been sending messages on Facebook and I put one on your wall. Check your Facebook. Facebook daily. What's this, what's this Facebook? How we communicate. Facebook. Yeah. I put a Fuck link on your, on your page. Hey, it's how we communicate. Yeah. What, what else are we supposed to do? Send email like some 20th century caveman? Let's go back to dial up. Yeah. yeah. This is the guy that just phone. graduated up from a flip phone like two weeks ago. Here, listen to him. <laughs> All of a sudden, Mr. High and Mighty. That phone fucking rocked. <laughs> oh, there, up on your screen. It's flying like a click, <laughs> click, open. It's like Star Trek. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, Scotty. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I just, I just jizzed in my pants. A sorry. Bit. Yeah. Go, go, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they did once, like, you, once you mentioned the song, too, I mean, I, I accidentally had a little, you know, <laughs> yeah, a little accident. Oh, everybody's getting aroused. Look out. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're just Hands cracking the top five. This, is, this does not bode well. I am Montag, master of illusion. What goes up must come down, but not always. I am Chap Tap. Stay tuned, because this is going to be heavy. I am the Slunkmeister. I guess that's my official name now. It is. <laughs> and welcome to Heavy Metal Horror. Well, tonight, kiddies, we are going to be discussing one of the best bands in the world, Iron Maiden. Uh, and we are going to talk about their albums. We're, we're going to kind of rank them, discuss them from, from worst to first. Uh, and just know, before anyone gets all cryy and whiny, we are all Maiden fans. Chop Top, the Slunkmeister, and myself, we love Iron Maiden. I think I have seen them at least six times. Caught Dave Murray's wristband in 1988. I knocked down the Slunkmeister and grabbed him that wristband. I knocked him on his ass. Son of a bitch. That was worth every minute. So we are fans, but we're, you know, hey, like any band, we're going to look at their albums, discuss them, uh, and, and then say, you know, uh, even the worst of albums has good material on it, and even the best of albums has some clunkers. So with that being said, we're going to turn the mic over to the Slunkmeister. Slunkmeister. Tell us your first pick, your bottom dweller, the worst album on your list, Iron Maiden Studio Albums, and go. Okay, we're going to start. <clears throat> the worst, the bottom of the list here for me, Virtual 11. Uh, yeah, I, I, I struggled <laughs> to find any redeeming qualities in this one, personally. <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh, uh, yeah, it's bad mix. Uh, you know the singing. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into mm -hmm. to Blaze Bailey as we move along here. But um, right, yeah. Um, uh, just going back and kind of back through these today to kind of refresh my memory and uh, just uh, bad times all around. Uh, 
this one is uh, tough. Hopefully you can help me find some redeeming qualities in this one because I struggled too, to be honest. It, it was a bad time for Iron Maiden, honestly, the, the, that, those era. I mean, and, and Chop Top and I saw Iron Maiden on the Virtual 11 tour. Ooh. It was, it was, the lineup was going to be Wasp, Dio, and Iron Maiden. Okay. We thought, well, we've never seen Wasp. We'd always wanted to see Wasp. Sure. Like, let's go to the show. It was at Nautica in Cleveland. <laughs> like, let's go see this show. Well, Wasp had just dropped out like the week before. Blackie Loss had hurt himself or something like that. So we're like, ah, shit. So it was still Dio and Maiden. I mean, Dio always puts on a good show, you know. But he was starting then i could tell at this time he was you know thinner than usual but but maiden you know they traditionally every time i had seen him always played you know hour and 40 minutes something like that you know pretty short shows uh, until that time they played two hours and 15 minutes and it was just the worst time to see them play two hours and 15 minutes i'm telling you with the extended angel and the gambler mix <laughs> you know, yeah, it was it was just bad, and and Blaze Bailey just really couldn't get those songs that that Bruce, you know, did. He, he just was not a good front man, and it was just like oh, it was bad. But and let's face it, Bruce, one of the one of the toughest toughest acts in the business to follow. So yeah, you know, yeah. that's a, that's a tall order for yeah. Anybody. The air raid Simon. I mean, you're right, right. Now I I do like uh, Future Real. I mean, it's a short song. Yeah, it's kind of okay. fun, and I and I like Como Osta Amigos, uh, the last track. Um, the educated fool has a really nice, nice core, you know, verses, but then the chorus kind of slows it down. But so there's so much badness to this. Like, pick a couple songs, Slunkmeister. They're like ones that really scrape that inner ear for you. <laughs> yeah, Angel and the Gambler. I mean, yeah, the Clansmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Worlds collide. Yeah, two worlds collide. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I don't know. Um, it, it just all kind of runs together after a while when I listen yeah. to this. Like it, it, nothing's really jumping out and grabbing me. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wanted to like Angel and the Gambler because it starts off like oh, okay, but it like never changes like the three the three chords, and then uh, the uh -huh. the the chorus is repeated for like six minutes of a nine and a half minute song, you know? And it's like, oh my God, really? Really? I would just, call this the most phoned in album Maiden has ever done, but I think there is another that actually uh, deserves that title even more. Ah, interesting. So I'm looking we'll, forward we'll get to, to that, that soon. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so <laughs> Virtual 11 for Slunkmeister. Uh, Chop Top, what, what would be your bottom dweller? Um, virtual 11. Uh, I agree pretty much with everything right. that Slumpmeister had to say. Uh, uh, Mark or Montag, I do like those, uh, uh, those two, those at least two choices of those songs that you picked out, uh, you know, Future Real, uh, especially yeah. when you hear, uh, you know, when Bruce came back, he did that live. Mm -hmm. And I, I think you, you burnt that for me or something, that version. That sounds really good with Bruce behind it, but we can, we can get further into that. Sure. As the show progresses, what we think with some of the material that uh, Bruce has handled from uh, Blaze Air yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, but virtual. I, I can't get... Oh, go ahead, man. Sorry. Well, I'm sorry. I, I just couldn't. Still, to getting over Blaze Bailey's voice, man, was just yeah. not a good pick. Not a mm -hmm. good no, it, pick. Um, it, 
and you're right. I, now, my next choice when it comes up, uh, I actually think that was actually just a step above this stinker. But well, you know, let me, just I, let me get my let me get my bottom pick in. Yeah, it's but. not virtual eleven. Mm-hmm. But I, yes, but I would, did want to say about Virtual Eleven is that we did see a couple, like one song written by Dave Murray, "Lightning Strikes Twice." You know, but yeah, the guitar work, it just, yeah. It, overall, it's a pretty stinky album, but I found one <laughs> to be a little stinkier. Okay. And that's 1990s "No Prayer for the Dying." I think is Oof. actually the first album. Oof. And and that album for me is because it comes headlong after seventh son yeah and i don't want to blow my wad here but no prayer for the dying it's like completely changed like who was this band you know oh, holy no. smoke and public enema number one and and mother russia well but the russia is not so bad i think this one also has like hooks in you uh <laughs> you just yeah. just uh-huh. bring it bring your daughter to the slaughter i mean it is just Ooh. it is really bad top to bottom Holy smoke. Um, holy yeah, smoke. No, is, it, no. is this the one that had hell to eternity? Hell, you know, hell is from here to eternity and, and afraid to shoot strangers. And um, and I, I remember seeing them on that tour. And by that, and I knew right then when I saw them, because I could tell Bruce, because all he was doing was screaming. He wasn't singing anymore. I could see it that he just was not happy. And um, well, mm. later on down the road, I, 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 I believe... I'm, I, I think Chop Top, you were with us. Slunkmeister and I saw Bruce on the uh, Accident of Birth tour. Mm-hmm. We got oh, we yeah. got to we got to meet the band, and I remember asking Bruce. Great. I said, "Hey, Bruce, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell happened after Seventh Son?" And basically, he said that some people in the band he wouldn't name names wanted to go for more a classic rock sound instead of the Maiden heavy metal sound, and boy. You can really tell the direction of the music. It just—it was just boring, and it just wasn't Maiden at all. And this album—that's why I picked my as my bottom, bottom liar. Yeah, I remember Bruce yeah. uh, referring to uh, Maiden at that time as a slowly sinking ship. Exactly. When we, when we talked to him that night. So. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I remember bad. asking him if, if if he needed a drummer to play for his band because I was volunteering, and he said he already had the best drummer in the world i said well that's debatable but i'll let you go on that (laughs) (laughs) uh we love you bruce man we love you maiden hey um now uh since we're going around number twos i'll just skip up because my number two from the bottom was virtual 11 so it was a neck and neck Mm -hmm. so chop top uh what was your what was your next next worst album next one was the x factor okay I mean, there was, you know, there's, I think there was what the Unbelievers or some song mm-hmm. on there. Unbeliever. The couple of that. Sign of the Cross. Yes, yeah, Sign of the Cross. Thing. Um, Man on the Edge, Lord of the Flies. Oh, on the Edge. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, the Blaze era, rough stuff. Yes. I just think, you know, of course they were, they were on CMC International, I believe, at that time for both those albums. Of course, it's now a defunct label. Um, so the quality had dropped off along with going to a label change. You know, after Bruce had left and they got blazing, but there were some songs in there that you know, like I said, I would love to hear some remade songs, certain songs with Bruce yeah. behind it. Sign of the Cross Studio, I'd love to hear a version of that, or yeah. the Unbelievers or whatever. That'd be awesome. But well, they did. That was just did, a, a couple of virtual eleven on the on the two thousand one on the 
Rock and Rio. You can hear Sign mm-hmm. of the Cross done. And uh, and I think the couple tours later, they, he sang Man on the Edge and Lord of the Flies when Bruce sings it. So, yeah, those, oh. those do step up uh, quite a bit. I, I actually like some of the songs on X Factor. And what I really, really like, I mean, I like Sign of the Cross, Lord of the Flies. Man on the Edge it sounds like Free Will Burning from uh, Judas Priest. You know, the song is very reminiscent of that, which I'm not faulting okay. for. Um, but it does have one of those awful lyrics. You know, I just cringed. Uh, <laughs> Once he built Nissel's uh, nation's defense, now he can't even give birthday presents. I'm like, oh, Steve. Oh, Steve Harris. What happened? Oh, You're hurting me, man. Oh. Yeah. So I was just like, I had to listen to that again. Like, did he say that? Is this what he said? I'm like, oh my God, he did. He said this. Um, But what I will say for the X Factor, the one thing it has going for it is the production value. The sound is so good. The drums, I think, have never sounded better. Everything was crystal clear. And I'm an audio guy. So I listen for mixing. and I listen for the sound of drums. And sometimes Nico, his drums can be really muddy and low end and thuddy and it just kind of washes out uh but this time was was an exception the, the snare drum is crisp everything sounds great and this was recorded in steve harris's own studio he had a brand new studio built in his house i'm thinking every album you should be recording at your house steve it sounded it sounds amazing not well, a great album yeah the sound is great yeah, that's what makes this of the two Bailey era uh, albums. This one, this is I think this is why this is a little better than than Virtual Eleven. Just the sound yeah. quality itself, a pretty pretty right. nice, pretty nice yeah. sounding album. Yeah, the, the guitars on Virtual Eleven are really mid rangey and weak, and but yeah, the the sound is great. You know, it's a good sounding album. Just most of the songs are just not are very forgettable. Uh-huh. You know, and we have lyrics like, "I wake up at two a.m. and." see what's on tv i'm like oh really come on man it just you gotta stop it and then just the, re- the ad nauseum repeated lyrics you know like like fortunes of war you know just uh and maybe because it's blaze bailey just uh just can't sing very well not for maiden anyway you know yeah. okay uh anything more you want to say about virtual or the, about the uh your second pick there chopped up no, no, I, you made a good point with the sound quality. I have to agree, and that's probably what you, like Slunkmeister pointed out. It's probably the only redeeming one of the redeeming qualities of it was the sound it helped. It was just that much above Virtual Eleven, and I, I think some of the songs were better. But yeah, some of those lyrics, and I'm like, "This is the man who wrote Hallow Be Thy Name," and oh, you know, what, what happened here? <laughs> right, uh, falling down, falling down. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> We should do a true big Blaze Bailey's and all of us singing. No matter what we sing, it's all that way. Every it's song like can. Kermit. That's right. It could be or uh, like uh, the Montag. The, uh, Montag, remember the remember at Nautica? Montag, remember at Nautica when we saw him live and he's standing up, he's like, like he has to take a dump the whole time. He's constipated. Like, yeah, he's like, like, like a gorilla. Like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> How about how about you, Slunkmeister? What's where's your second second uh, for me? So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and kind of um, c- uh, combine the next two because my third worst was 
uh, X Factor. So with okay. Joe there. For me, the yeah. second worst, and this is my winner for most phoned in uh, Maiden album mm-hmm. ever. No Prayer for the Dying. I, I agree. Ah, with yeah. Just a god awful mess. Uh, yeah. Shameful, shameful that in the Bruce era, <laughs> that uh, following Seventh Son, this is what they come up with. Just a, right. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Just horrible. Shame. And I and yeah. Yeah, they're trying right. to recapture the Aces High with Tail Gunner. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And 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 then the the feel of I had almost like had the same kind of break of Halibut I name with Afraid to Shoot Strangers. You know, it has that same kind well, of. Well, no, that, no, Afraid to Shoot Strangers was from uh, a Fear of the, the Dark. Dark. Oh, was it? So yeah. Oh, okay. But here I, we I, have such you know lovely as uh, as hooks in you. You know. Yeah. Is it like hooks in you? Hooks in yeah. Me. Hell, hell oh. is from here to eternity. Is that right? Uh, no, I think that's not fear of the dark. Of the dark is, well. is it? Oh, I can't. I, yeah, hooks in you. It's been a while. I mean, yeah. I mean, they try, the you know, to be running silent, right? Yeah, run silent, run deep. They kind of yeah, try to be made in there or Mother Russia, you know, yeah. it, it, it's okay. Tail Gunner kind of tries to be the new version of Aces High or something. Yeah. Like. yeah. In a bad album, those are the couple standouts the Mother yeah. Russia. And I actually the, liked No Prayer for the Dying, the actual title track I thought was, was pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But this this album too to me was kind of like a new, the new Maiden sound, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. mix wise. I just didn't care for it overall. Yeah. The sound was yeah, kind big of fat, thin. wet snare drum sound. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of, a lot of. Yeah. I don't. It wasn't a rich sound like you're used to from Iron Maiden. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. just yeah, felt totally phoned in to me. All right, bunch of four minute you know radio play songs. <laughs> Yeah, bad radio. Um, yeah, it's like we're all we're all hitting around the same target, you know. Mm-hmm. You're combining your second and third. Um, for for my third, this this might be a surprising pick. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with 2015's "The Book of Souls." Mm-hmm. Um, as to me, that sounds not phoned in because it's that new era of Maiden. It's just boring. To me. <laughs> That's. You That's know, it's note like, next to it for me too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I it's like red and black just goes on. I'm like, what the hell, you know? Um, yep. And it, it just goes on forever. Someone from hell is calling us. Is that Bruce? Is he someone calling us? Oh boy, uh, um, that's probably Blaze. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Talking about my records? <laughs> um, I'd like another job, yeah, not singing Maiden. Yeah, yeah. So. and the, the song of souls is really boring. It doesn't sound very exciting. It doesn't sound well. I, I see Bloodletter has joined us. Nice to see you, Bloodletter. Um, and I wanted to like this so much because I thought, oh, you know, like what this eighty or ninety minutes of epic new maiden. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And it was like, by the end of it, I'm like, there's there's one really good song, and that's what? the Empire of the Clouds. I find to be the best track on the album. Musically, adventures, it was so different a departure, but the music, it has such a powerful emotion that carries the story. This mm-hmm. triumphant and majestic. And then when you hear the piano, like the riff when the when the craft is coming down, you can even, you can like the sound imitates the crashing of this dirigible, you know. That's that's the strongest track for me. Um, so I'll I'll turn it over to to uh, to the discussion. What about you guys? What do you think about the book Souls? I personally, it, it's not in my top five, 
it's in the middle of the pack for me. Uh, mm -hmm. I personally found a lot of songs I really enjoyed on there. A little too much to chew on. Yeah, especially when you get to disc two, you know, Empire of the Clouds, and a little too ballad heavy. I mean, I really thought there was a couple of tracks and it's like it could have been eliminated. Tears of a Clown, I think, and mm -hmm. the other one was. And uh, yeah, for me, I, one thing I want to get in these, these the new Maiden, you know, since Brave New World, I'm going to get to that point, is the production. I mean, they've used Kevin Shirley ever since they've been back. It's become almost a little stale to me. I'd like to mm. see them, another outside producer, a big name. I mean, Andy Sneap, you know, who's done Nevermore and Priest and other things. Like, I think he does a fantastic mixing job, and I think his, his, his production is really good. Um, you know, I, I just think that, uh, yeah, it's, it's a production issue for me. It just sounds stale. All these other, since mm -hmm. Book of Soul, not Book of Soul, since Brave New World, it's just the same production sound. It's like, uh, it's a little dry for me. I like to hear something okay. else, but that's just me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I believe Chop or Slunkmaster, you got you combined two and three. Chop Top, did you do your third third from the bottom? I have not yet. Um, that that for me, guys, and I'm, I'm right in that same kind of area with you guys. There, that is no prayer mm -hmm. for me. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, like with Slunkmaster, I do enjoy uh, I do enjoy the title track um, and those other two tracks you guys talked about. And you is just. Puking. That is just sick. Uh, you know, bring bring your daughter to slaughter. I mean, come on, it's just silly. And it's and then holy smoke, holy smoke. You know, it's like uh, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Bring your daughter to slaughter is not a good song. It wasn't a good no. song when it was the solo stuff. When it was on the when it was on the the movie, I think it was one of the Freddy Kruegers or one of those movies. It yeah, was one on. of the Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah. it just. I mean, for for a movie okay. so, movie song, it's it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Is, you know, you're not expecting much from it, but to throw it on a maiden album, and then when I heard him perform it live, it was like, "Come on, dudes, really? We can't dig back into the catalog and pull out something really actually cool that we want to hear." You know, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. they wanted this to be a big, you know, hit single, uh, radio well, play kind it, of song. If any of those songs were hit singles, that'd been great. You know, yeah, right. It was like more like yeah. a shit single. You it's know? a shit single. It's got no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, it's not yeah. catchy. It's got no hook to it. It's got no rhythm. It's just yeah. It's just straightforward and yeah. like it's supposed to be this kind of this driving rock. And I mean, it was huge in Europe. Well, that should say enough, right there, right? I mean, not to offend anyone, but you know, their musical taste might be a little different. But it was a colossal hit in <laughs> Europe, and I'm like, I just don't see it, not at all. <laughs> you know, no. All right, moving up to for the fourth round, uh, Chop Top, would you could you do your number four pick on the bottom? Uh, Fear of the Dark for me. Okay. I think mm. it, uh, other than Ooh. the title track, other than Be Quick or Be Dead, that's a hard album to get through. Maybe Afraid to Shoot Strangers, I think has there's a nice kind of thing with that, you know, with the, the melody mm -hmm. itself and the intro and everything. But I think it's just, again, like, man, the wheels were really coming undone, you know. And you can yeah. tell this was this is this was I believe this was Bruce's exit album, wasn't it? For it was. Solo? Yep. Okay. For me, you could really yeah. tell. I, I, it so. Yeah, I I agree. That was actually my number four pick as well, and uh, so I I think it's one of those bottom dwellers that has a few good tracks, um, and but for the most part, and then Fear of the Dark has maintained, you know, it's been in their playlist for thirty years. So I mean they. It's obviously a big song 
it's it's a it's a you know it's a classic maiden song so it can't take it away from it it's just there's so much of that album is just not sure. so it's not a filler yeah how about your four pick slunkmeister uh four for me so yeah this is uh this is i'm right there with you with book of souls mm -hmm. uh so yeah those i think our top four are kind of the same just a little little bit yeah. uh, jumbled around but yeah right right I had real high expectations for this too like yeah. a double album you know mm -hmm. this is gonna be but it just doesn't i listen to it i'm not taken anywhere by this album you know no, it doesn't carry me you know i'm there's no goosebumps yeah uh I agree with you, uh, Empire of the Clouds. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, I, the opening track I thought was really strong. Yeah. If Eternity should I, fail, yeah, yeah, if Eternity should fail, I thought it was real powerful, and that really got mm -hmm. me excited. Like, oh yeah, this yeah. is it's got that nice got galloping real, kind of beat, mm -hmm, you know, real powerful chorus, you know, yeah, some real good stuff. But man, after that, it just and like I have written on my notes, boring. It just it mm -hmm. gets boring to me and repetitive, and it's just yeah, nothing is. You know, I, I I find myself tuning out every time I listen to it. As it's going through, I'm losing focus. <laughs> you know, just trying to get through the the whole thing. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, since you're since we're there, how about do number five for us there, uh, Slunkmeister? Okay. Your... Yeah, this one I, I feel bad having this where it's at, but uh, uh, I'm gonna go with their the their debut. Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a okay. classic. I really appreciate it for what it is, but yeah. Uh, it's for me. It's it's not an album I go back to very mm -hmm. often at all. Mm -hmm. um, right, this is just one that's kind of lost in history to me. You know, I, yes, I, I understand what it is, and it's a foundational album for Maiden. Right. But, um, yeah, I, there are many albums that I would I would listen to before I I crank out Iron Maiden. Oh sure, sure. Yeah, I I I listened to it a lot when in earlier back in the late 80s and when i was in college mm -hmm. I, I when you had a little less of a library to exactly and and i learned to play a lot of guitar tracks to that album and <laughs> uh, you know so i appreciate it on some levels but i yeah I, mm -hmm. I can totally see that it's it's a different sound it's a lot more punk forward yeah and um not a, not a bad album because you know there are some great songs on there i mean iron maiden you got get uh phantom of the opera oh. you know mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard to criticize in that right. way. Right. It's just, it's just if it's not something that excites you anymore, and it's it's you know, those the way they play those songs now is better than what you have on the recording, you know. So I totally get that. Uh, Chop Top, how about you? What's uh, what's your number five? For My number five is uh, Dance of Death. Mm. Oh, okay. Had high expectations coming off a of Brave New World and how excellent mm -hmm. that is, and it just kind of stumbled for me. Okay track even though i enjoy it, it's a little too lengthy um i thought that really wasn't a lot of memorable songs passiondale was probably the highlight yeah great song a lot of people agree. yeah passiondale's I, I liked i wish i wish they would i wish they would incorporated that more into you know later live shows and just that tour because that's pretty much what they played just on that tour of it and yeah and uh yeah for me it was just i'm like i'm so excited first day buyer getting i'm like oh if it's anything like brave new world we're in, i'm like yeah yeah, it's got some interesting tracks. You know, Journeyman's kind of a, kind of a nice departure, and New Frontier. Um, I think that's I think that's a song that Nico wrote. Um, so it's got some interesting. So Rainmaker, you know, it it's got it's got some interesting tracks. But I totally I totally see your placement there. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, and then uh, Slunkmeister, I went I I went. Oh yeah, you did you did Iron Maiden. Yeah, for mm -hmm. me the fifth was the X Factor. So you know I, we've all 
we've all discussed that ad nauseum. So I'll move up to my sixth spot. Uh, and that, uh, that was killers for me. <clears throat> so very much like what, like Meister, those, I like killers. I think killers is a little weaker than, than the iron maiden in, in a ways. It's got a couple great tracks, but there's a lot more of the song fillers, you know, was it like, was it Transylvania? Is that on that one? Um, it's and, on a self-titled. Yeah. I was in, okay. There's a couple, there's a couple of Genghis Khan yeah. maybe. And yeah. a couple that, I mean, I love killers. Um, yeah, another life, maybe in this yeah. exile. Yeah. Kind of is, is Prodigal Son? That's on Killers, right? No, yes, that's on Killers. Yeah, I think Prodigal Son might be my favorite on that whole album. I used to love playing that on the guitar. Um, you know, again, it's a different kind of feel. And I love <laughs> Killers. It's a great track. Uh -huh. It's great when you hear it live, you know. Um, but yeah, those, yeah, Killers, uh, it's just, again, I, I appreciate those first two albums. Um, I really do. But, but, Maiden doesn't come into really their own until the next album, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, so that was that was my number six pick. How about uh, how about you, Slunkmeister? So we are what we're down one, two, three, four, five, six, six up from so the out bottom. Of Sixteen albums. This would be our yeah, number eleven on the. Uh, oh yeah, eleven on the bottom. So from eleven, uh, yeah, 11 yeah, from the bottom. So yeah, for me, uh, Dance of Death. Oh okay. So Joe, yeah. Uh, very similar, uh, really hit and miss. Uh, there's some songs I've the the title track "Dance of Death" to me is one of my favorite Maiden songs. Uh, I guess particularly the, the live version from Rock and yeah. Rio, but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. even yeah. on the studio version, I love and it's just flat out one of my favorite Maiden songs. Period. Uh, "Face in the Sand" is also I think outstanding track. Mm -hmm. Good uh, point. "Passchendaele," of course. Yeah, but then yeah. Uh, you know, no more lies. Very repetitive. Mm -hmm. uh, there's just some. It's, it's either uh, for me just really some really great tracks or just some clunkers. Mm -hmm. And this mm -hmm. is kind of for me part of like a little three. There's three albums that all have this very similar, kind of very hit and miss. Uh, I won't reveal them all, but uh, yeah, yeah, this is just one of those. Uh, mm -hmm. If I could take three these three albums, <laughs> these the three albums, <laughs> the next three on my list, and just combine them, I'd have one really, really good album. Yeah, kind of like yeah. what uh, Guns N' Roses did with the uh, usual right. one and two. Make <laughs> right. yeah. like one really yeah. good record exactly. and throw away the rest of that shit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Slash, I'm talking about you. Learn to tune your guitar. Um, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chop Top, how about your eleventh pick? My 11th is uh, Final Frontier. Oh, okay. That's actually a step better than Dance of Death. There was a... Uh, oh, that's right. We just uh, talked about that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you just talked about it, didn't you? No. I no, didn't talk talking about Dance of Death. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, Final Frontier is up next. And I, I think it just has a more fuller, a richer sound throughout the album. Mm -hmm. um, um, but I thought there were some pretty strong uh, songs on that. Um, of course, I know Montag's favorite is "Where the Wild Wind Blows," I believe, or something. But you know, <laughs> no, I, I really I like the I like uh, the uh, Starblind, and that's the um, one. Thank you, Montag. Yes, that's the song. Yeah, Starblind and yeah. and uh, Isle of Avalon, I think, are the really strong tracks. And hmm. I, I I do like the uh, Oda El Dorado. Oh, the Rado. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. like all three of those songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good, powerful song, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
especially that the preverse, you know, um, I think it has a really, really kind of strong presence. And Starblind is an Adrian Smith song, and it sounds so unlike Maiden in a way. It's very prog, and that's one thing I, but they do it so well. Uh-huh. And, and they were really doing the prog thing, you know, a lot more proggy in this era. And, and that's one thing I liked about it. So, so done so well. And, 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 and that's why Isle of Avalon kind of carried both. It kind of felt like he had that new maiden sound, prog sound. It was kind of epic, you know. And but uh, what what about you, uh, Slunkmeister? Yeah, the same. Uh, also, coming home. I love, really love that song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like Dance nice. of Death, it, I, there are some songs I truly love. Uh, when the wild wind blows, I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Starblind is excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then. Yeah, El Dorado. Uh, but yeah, then just some tracks that I could I could do without. Yeah. So again, yeah. combine this with some tracks off Dance of Death, and we're starting to build mm-hmm. a nice album. Yeah, I, I like Mother of Mercy too. It's it's yes, you know, I do it, too. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's got it's got some really good tracks on it. Um, so nice on it. So mm-hmm. uh, my number ten spot. It's like we're starting to overlap here, which is kind of cool because we're all mm-hmm. in the same same you know ballpark here uh my number 10 was iron maiden you know, right above killers for me so we've already discussed that to death um so uh slunk meister did, did are, yeah number 10 final frontier for me so <laughs> there okay. we go. right uh so yeah we kind of kind of talked about that that to uh to death and speaking of death my number nine pick is dance of death so um you know just it's it's there's a lot in this middle range for me it was kind of like splitting hairs you know looking at Mm -hmm. the strengths of the whole package versus like the individual songs and and some of these were you know just subtle nuances that divided nine from eight from seven you know kind of thing yeah Um, and most of them have a nice mix of really good songs and songs that are kind of forgettable and you know you you listen to it if you're listening to a whole album because it's there but if it wasn't on the album you probably wouldn't care to listen to it again, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Chop Top, what's your number nine? Uh, my number nine, actually, uh, I switched this just a minute ago between these two, but my Book of Souls. Okay. I, I think the... Yeah, you seem to like yeah. that a lot more than uh, Chop Top or than Slunkmeister and I did. Uh, yeah. I, well, I, I like uh, I, I like the red and the black. Could have been a little shorter. I do like the first mm-hmm. single, If Attorney Should Fail. And I think the the saving thing of that album is I agree with Montag is Empire of the Clouds. Actually, that song gives me chills. I mean, it just mm-hmm. that piano is such a beautiful melody, and yeah. to know that Bruce played that—that's even more amazing. I mean, because there anything that guy can't do, right? right. So um, <laughs> apparently, like, for me, it's just cancer. So, and, and but yeah, anyway. Mark Montag, I agree. That is a a, a beautiful, uh, just a beautiful set song. And you actually, I agree. You visualize what's going on. As that song goes through, progresses. Yeah, so, that musical break is is beautiful, and it's haunting, and uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's as far as musically goes, it's I think it's one of their strongest songs. I mean, sonically, you you feel the emotions. Then they just to carry those emotions through music alone is is pretty amazing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, Slunkmeister, what's your number nine? Yeah, number nine for me in the uh, the final in the triumvirate of uh, hit and miss albums. So, Dance of Death, Final Frontier, and then the third one, Brave New World, for me. Ah, uh-huh. uh huh. I feel like those three you could just kind of clump together. 
and come up with one good album. I think this had the best mix of those three. Uh, mm-hmm. A little better, a little cleaner mix, I thought. A little less mm-hmm. of the you know new Maiden sound. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but yeah, uh, again, hit and miss with the um, with the tracks on this one. Yeah, uh, what are some of your favorite tracks on the uh, on the record? <clears throat> Yeah, let's go. Ghost of the Navigator. Yeah, uh, Brave New World, Blood Brothers, all good. Mm-hmm. You know, good anthems, good, mm-hmm. good, good uh, arena. <laughs> you know, sing along anthems. Oh yeah, those are great live too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are probably my. Then you know, Dream of Mirrors, Fallen Angel. I don't know the Nomad. None of those really do anything for me. Okay. Um, to hear them all live, they played so many songs off that record on the 2001 tour, on the Brave New World tour. Mm-hmm. Especially when you hear them on that live rock and Rio. Oh my God, that's I think. Well, I know we're not doing the live albums, but that's I think their second best live album. You know, after Life After Death, it is such a great album, top to bottom. You know, every song they just kill it. But nice, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, Brave New World. All right, uh, Chop Top. What about your number eight? Number eight is uh, Matter of Life and Death. Oh, nice. Okay. I really thought that was a through this new era since 2000 and Bruce's return. I think that's overall a very strong album from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Reincarnation of Benjamin Brigg. Um, yeah. I just, I think that, uh, what's the, was it Legacy or? Yeah. Was it last? Yeah, the Legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Legacy. yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So I, re- I really think. That that's I really enjoy it. I still reach for it to this day a lot more than some of their other material. So yeah, all right, nice. Uh, what about? Uh, I know we haven't brought that up on our list, but I because I, it's a little higher up on my list. But yes, same I, for me. I, yeah, I, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a really solid album. Um, how about how about you, Slumpmeister? What's your number eight? Number eight. Now this one, yeah, you guys will disagree. This is way higher on my list than yours. But uh, for me, Fear of the Dark. I got that okay. coming in at number eight. I I I, mm-hmm. I like that one a little better than you guys did. I thought after No Prayer for the Dying, I thought this was at least trying to get back to to a maiden. You know, I thought the the sound was really good on Fear the Dark. I thought the mix was nice. Uh, um, yeah, Be Quick or Be Dead. Um, yeah, From Here to Eternity's okay. Um, I, I actually kind of liked the Wasting Love uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, ballad, even though Bruce seemed. When we saw him, uh, yeah, he seemed a little embarrassed to sing that one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, be quick or be dead's good. Uh, should just uh, be my guide is okay. Yeah, I don't know. Just all in all, it was. I think it's just solid. You know. Sure. Um, Let's not forget uh, Weekend Warrior. Yeah, yeah. that one. Okay. So you know, these all have some <laughs> some blemishes. <laughs> who can, who like can a, forget the classic Weekend Warrior? You know, yeah, that's, more like yeah. a, that's more like a scabrous <laughs> cancer than a blemish. <laughs> I mean, that one's not really, without it. I mean, talk about embarrassing. <laughs> you know, and the way Bruce is trying to sing it, like it's exciting and like, gonna go out with your mates and play soccer. Oh, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> really. I was hoping we'd just skip past that one and forget about it. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no we, we undig it all. <laughs> they all float down here, Slugmeister. All right, we'll like, move that up to like thirteen then. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. That's really. fine. Hey, you know that's what's so great about this discussion. What's so fun is that we again we all love Maiden, but we we, we kind of we have our own individual tastes and and where we rank them, and I think it's great. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I I liked Fear, Fear of the Dark when it came out a lot, even though I struggled with some of the songs. Um, but as more has come out, it's just it's settled down into a place, you know, for me. So no, mm-hmm. I, I totally totally get it. Um, now my number, we're on number eight, right? Yeah, eight climbing yeah. up. Uh, my number eight um, might be a little surprising as far as some of you, but maybe not. My number eight is 1986, Somewhere in Time. Uh, oh yeah now i know i I know it's a a really good album but the albums i have above it i think are just just better um i would have guessed this was in your top three this is this is surprising to me this was a hard i know you love this album i do i do this was a hard one for me and it's got such great songs somewhere in time strange in a strange land alexander the great alexander the great deja vu you know, Heaven Can Wait. I mean, it's such a good album. And that's like, oh, man, I wanted to like, but I, but I looked at my list at the seven above it. I'm like, the only, it, it, six, seven, eight, those three are really kind of malleable. They they could kind of go in any of the order, the six, seven, eight I have. Like, hmm. they're all, they all have really great stuff. Sentimentally, this place is higher than I put it on the list. I mean, it's such a good album. And it was the first time I saw Maiden was on this tour. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, with, uh, and yeah, I'm going to say right now, I'm going to call him out. My friend, one of my friends was supposed to go to this tour and he backed out because he went to see the Kinks instead. The That's Kinks. right, Brady. I'm calling you out, man. Disgusting. I know. I had, tickets. I had tickets for Maiden and you go see the Kinks Ugh. instead. <laughs> Wow. Hello. I love you. Won't you tell me your name? Thank you for our one song, folks. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> so there's there's my number eight. Uh how about you, Chop Top? What's your number eight? Uh my number eight is uh Killers. Uh-huh. Oh, mm-hmm. I like the piano era, and I I'm more of I think maybe I, I like I mean, I like a lot of punk, of course, I like Misfits and all that. It just reminds me around that same era, you know, and stuff like that. And just that that, that sound. Definitely we're bringing in the punk sound across, and it, you know, a more different band, the obscure of the new wave of British heavy metal. I think you could argue that. Like, we'll get into the next one, really cemented them somewhere else. But for me, um, I think there's great tracks in there. Ides of March, uh, Murders in the Room Morgue, Killers, you know, yeah. subtitled song itself. Uh, yeah, I just think it's really it's 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 pretty solid for me, and it's even more solid than my Murders next one. Rumor so. is a fantastic song. Just oh yeah, one of the greatest Maiden songs, man. Yeah. Murders in yeah. the it just totally rips it up when you hear it, especially on the the live the uh, Beast on the Road tour. When that that's what they opened the set with, and yeah. Bruce just comes out just ripping it. I mean, it's a great song, top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll go ahead and yeah. chime in. This was actually yeah. number seven on my list. So okay, yeah, I agree. I think uh, they were starting to. Uh, to hone their sound a little bit with this album, you know, a little less punk, a little more t- moving towards number of the beast. So yeah. Murders in the room org, uh, killers mm-hmm. was a great, awesome, you know, just kick-ass song. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, for me, this is a, one of the, the old classic mm-hmm. original classic maiden albums. I think for me though, much better than, the, than the, uh, than, than iron maiden. Yeah. It's a better, better sound quality. I think the mixing mm-hmm. is better. And uh, right, yeah, I agree. Uh, Chop Top, what, what's your number seven? Number seven is the self titled Iron Maiden. I okay. actually have that a little, little higher than the yeah, colors okay. for me. Um, because mm-hmm. it was just, I guess, for me, it was such an here. I, I remember I discovered Maiden when it was first just Bruce, you know, that's how I came around. 
to it. And I'm looking at back catalog. I'm thinking, oh, great. Another one with Bruce on it. I'm like, but I still like like Prowler, man. Just that opening riff. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow. And uh, Phantom of the Opera, which can be arguably maybe their first mm. ever epic song that they wrote. Um, yeah. I just think those great two song. songs alone really, really save that album for me. So, Yeah. Excellent. Since we've run my number seven, one we discussed also is Brave New World. Um, I, uh, I, what I liked so much about it is it did feel epic. Wait I, a minute, you've got this ranked above somewhere in time. That's what I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Six, oh seven, and eight God, are really kind of like you know. <laughs> oh my God! Somewhere in time could easily be in the top five. I'm serious. <laughs> wow. Top five is crowded. Oh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I hate your ass, bitch. <laughs> you traitor. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I get it, man. Um, Ghost of the Navigator, it, that's that's just a great track. There's so many songs on here. Now, I, I this is one of those albums that this is how you also can tell a really good band is when they play the songs better live than on the studio. Like the oh, recording yeah. just doesn't quite capture the energy and the passion. Totally um, agree. That was my that was a, a, one reason I thought about lowering it down a little bit, but I have to look at the songs as they are. Because like Brave New World is a little slow, Ghost Navigator is a little slow. Um, you know, the Wicker Man is is like the I think one of the weaker tracks. It's, it's a good track, but mm -hmm. it's, it's not as complex as you know the other ones. But mm -hmm. yeah, it was a toss up, man. I know somewhere in time was calling to me because like, oh my god, it's such a good song. But you know, I, any mid range Maiden stuff is still really good. <laughs> you, know, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's hard. You got sixteen albums. It's like, oh man, they got to put it somewhere. I so, would agree with you that uh, I think Brave New World, a lot of these tracks translate better live than, oh, yeah. than some of the stuff That's... off Somewhere in Time. You know, Blood Brothers mm -hmm. live like on Rock and Rio is just mm -hmm. just awesome when the when the you know yeah. hundred thousand people are singing along. Yeah, just fantastic. Oh yeah, it kind of gives you. But like we are rating. We are ranking uh, uh, studio albums. So. Right, studio. Right. That's so I, that, that's 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 it. Yeah, I, I get it. So doesn't Maiden have like sixteen live albums? We'll come back for another segment. And just do like sixteen. <laughs> I, fucking think live have, three yeah. I think they have thirteen live albums. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so it's sixteen. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think some of that's a record contract stuff. You know, they mm -hmm. got to fulfill. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so number seven for you, uh, Chop Top. Uh, Brave New World. Ah, ah, all right. Look at that. Yeah. I think that um, for me, I mean, it, it was a hell of a welcome return with Bruce coming back. Really enjoyed oh, a yeah. lot of things on there. And uh, it's just, they were supercharged again. It just had this whole different energy behind that band. And like we could say we're going into Rock and Rio and it showed really in that show itself, that tour and everything. I mean, the band just seemed on all cylinders. Plus, you had now three guitars players in the band right. as opposed to just the two in Adrian and uh, Dave. So yeah. for me, it was a lot fuller, and the songs I really enjoy, and they do translate yeah. live. I agree with you. And at least two guitarists and a marionette dancing around. So, <laughs> you, know. Right. you know, but Yannick has become such a good songwriter and, and much better guitarist. I love Yannick. I'm not, I'm oh, not he's great. I, no, no, I know. You're, I think he's I love Yannick. Yeah, and he's, he's so nice in person. Such a really Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's an awesome dude. And but no, I agree. And like he started, I mean, the, my my Yannick story when I first met him because he had just toured with Bruce on his uh, solo tour, you know, Tattooed Millionaire or whatever it was. And then he he joined Maiden, and I was talking to him. That's when I met him after stage. I said, "Yeah, I saw you on the first solo tour. It's really good." And I go, "How long did you have between the end of Bruce's tour and the beginning of Iron Maiden tour?" He said, three days." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he had to learn all the music in three days. And I said, well, now I know why your solos are just your solos. He wasn't trying to do Adrian Smith. I mean, you could tell because he was just, yeah. you know, that really sloppy, fast playing. Yeah. But he adds so much of his own energy to Maiden now with the three guitarists. Mm -hmm. He's such a great songwriter. Passchendaele was his song. Mm -hmm. uh, he he adds a lot. Yeah, it's so he, it's yeah. a, he's a really welcome addition. You can't I mean, you can't hate the guy. He's just no, awesome. not at all. And he's been in the band longer than Adrian Smith. When you think about it, oh, Adrian yeah. Smith left. I know, right? It's yeah. kind of crazy. <laughs> That's yeah. hard to wrap your head around. I know exactly. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. So anyway, super nice guy. We we love you, Yannick. We just we love you, and uh, just he's just one of the nicest person people you could ever want to meet. You know. So so that was numbers seven. Uh, We'll go. Did it, someone not get a number seven, or we get that? No, I think I, we, I think we all covered we all our seven. All right. So number six, uh, I'll go ahead and do because we've already talked about it. Number six for me was the final frontier. Um, okay. And and I, there's so many interesting songs where I liked about it. You had the big epics, then you had songs like Starblind and and Isle of Avalon, like we've mentioned before, that were just different. And it was for me, it was it was a progression of their prog rock, but a bigger sound that they had had on a, on an earlier album that i think was really stronger but um yeah so anyway we've we've discussed final frontier uh slunkmeister what's your number six number six for me so yeah this was tough to not have this in the top five but uh mm -hmm. six for me number of the beast Ooh, so we're oh wow the, i'm wow we're getting into the heavy hitters. Oh. so low <laughs> i thought for sure it'd be higher <laughs> i know i did too <laughs> You yelled at me for somewhere in time. How dare you? Man, when you get down to this point in the thing, it's like they're all your children. You don't want to – you can't hardly leave any out. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it. obviously, Bruce comes in and launches the band to, to a mm -hmm. whole different level. So yes. this is – you know, they lock in who they are. They lock in their sound, what they're all yes. about. I mean, and, right. Uh, you know, and when this you is when Maiden him... becomes Maiden. Rip out like Children of the Damned, that big oh end note. Children God. of the Damned is one of my favorite tracks on the album. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just a wonderful, wonderful song. Um, and you got such, so many big songs. Oh, you name it. Yeah. You How would be that name? 22 Number of the Peace, Run to the Hills, Gangland, yeah. you know, um, The Prisoner, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It just, it's just a stellar record. You know, all around. Yeah. And I still, yeah. I'm sitting here re rethinking my uh, ranking, but I'm going to stick with it. Uh, <laughs> well, I know, know. I know it's hard. I, I when feel you guilty putting this at six, but it's, it's hard. hard. It's it. where it is. It's hard. Uh, Chop Top, <laughs> what about? a great album. What's your number six? Somewhere in Time. All right. Uh -huh. I really love Somewhere in Time. I oh. Even at, you know, I mean, I think Sea of Man is so underrated. I think oh, the loneliness of Resistance oh. Runner is magnificent. Yeah. Uh, you know, heaven can wait. I never get tired of that, especially the breakdown. You got all the the choral vocals, you know, chorus of vocals going through there. Oh, oh, oh. should have put up. Oh. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Not the title yet, track, yeah. somewhere in time itself too. So for me, yeah. it's really a strong showing. Mm -hmm. I, I have yeah. it. That that's where I have it up on my list so high. That's a phenomenal album. Yeah. Uh, Slunkmeister, what was your uh, number six? Number six. That was uh, that was number of the beast. Oh, okay, right. So, and mine was Final Frontier. So we're on to number five. So top five. From, from, top five maiden albums. Top five. Funkmeister, tell us your number five pick. 
Coming in at five, Power Slave. Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, aside from the weird mix on this one, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, that, how can you not that, like, you know, the subject matter, war, mythology, poetry, yeah. you name right. it. You know, Egyptian Eddie on the on the front cover. It's one of the, the coolest covers awesome. I've ever seen. Yeah, in, in all of metaldom. Yeah, uh, say their artwork. Their, their artwork is is. You know, some of the best ever created in any of any metal bands, period. In totally history. Agree. It's just really it. gives off the, the or you know what you should be expecting on this. Um, yeah, you get that that one weird drum, that sour drum on the low end. Yeah, kind of, yeah, that, that weird like, little flat, flat, flat. <laughs> doink, 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 doink. It's like you get yeah. these palms and then <laughs> boink, boink, boink. <laughs> what? Come on, I, I'm sure they had to hear that on the mix somehow. It's like, how can we fix that? Like, put a new drum head on, remike the drum for crying out loud. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, other than that, it had an interesting mix and a whole interesting sound that was yeah. unique to this album. Right. Uh, yeah, if they could have just dialed in that one drum, it was a cool yeah. sound, this album. They recorded had. it in the Bahamas. Pretty dry um, kind of sound, but I don't yeah. know. It worked. Yeah, Nassau. It just worked. But you can hear all the cymbals really nicely. And then yeah. it's got some of the great songs that they still play today. Top to bottom. Uh, every yeah. track on this album. Yeah. I mean, amazing. you got four of the biggest songs they have. Ace yeah. is high. I can hear a thousand times. Yeah. I've, I've, I love two minutes of midnight. Mm -hmm. I've heard it like too many times in a way. That, I agree. But Power Slave, the solo part. Now I oh, know that solo. you, you love these passionate solos. Yeah. And boy, that has a great breakdown in the middle. Yeah. That's uh, one of the best, one of my yeah. top five guitar solos in all of metal period. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, that yeah. gives me goosebumps. And, yeah. And and my personal favorite, "Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner," which is my favorite Maiden yeah. song, uh, it is just a thirteen minute boner, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know it's just like yeah. I just love that song so much, and I just want to share that. Like, if I had to share one song with someone who didn't know who Iron Maiden was, mm -hmm. it would be that song. Like, here, this is everything you need to know about Iron Maiden yeah. in one song. You know, it's epic. It's poetry. It's it's literature. It's it's amazing imagery in the song. The you know, just the breaks, and then that that Adrian Smith solo when he comes in, you know, after yeah, quite after the break, that note, yeah. oh, yeah, and of oh, course God. this launched the uh, World Slavery oh. Tour. So one of the most legendary, you know, yeah. tours uh, in like, metal history. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I just I just in my pants. A <laughs> sorry, bit. yeah, um, go, go, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they did. Once, like, you, once you mentioned the song, too, I mean, I, I accidentally had a little, you know. <laughs> yeah, a little accident. Oh, everybody's getting aroused. Look out. <laughs> yeah. well, we're, we're just and, cracking the top time. This is this does not bode well. <laughs> well. I think they did like 223 dates in like 16 months or something. It was like the yeah, longest right. tour they'd ever yeah. done. They said they would never do it again. And yeah, barely a day off. I, uh, you know, I, I don't, I'm not saying one way or another, but I, I know someone who might have downloaded every show on that tour <laughs> as a bootleg, <laughs> found it on a, some free candy store. Oh I'm not, I mean, I think I know someone who did just to have a record of every show. I think I know someone who would do something like that too. Yeah. Because I think I know of someone here... who knew of someone that knows someone that does that. <laughs> yeah, like what what was their show in Cleveland like that year? Let's let's listen to that. Oh man, really horrible, you know, bootleg recording. It's like someone recorded it from outside the Coliseum, you know. And just on that note, Montag, remember a few years ago we saw the somewhere back in time show where they they basically played the uh, first how many tracks from the uh, World Slavery. 
right. tour set. It was like, so it was like, like reliving it again. It was. And, and, uh, and then he that was so awesome. Right. And then hearing uh, Rhyme the Ancient Mariner again, which what they, they did play that on the Somewhere in Time tour. So that was awesome. But yes, you get to hear those great tracks. And they, that was phenomenal. That was mm -hmm. just a great show combining the best of that era of May. Yeah, that was just yeah. a fantastic show, top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, like you, Chop Top, my number five is Power Slave as well. So, I mean, we've discussed that one. Um, that was mine, so I don't know. Well, Chop yours, Top, Slunk Meister? Oh, okay, Slunk Meister. Power Slave number five. How about how about you, Chop Top? What was your number five? Uh, well, actually, I'm in my top four already, guys. So maybe. Oh, what, what, what do you do for five? Uh, five was Summer in Time. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, good. All right. Well, then, why don't you start with uh, number four, then? What was your number fourth? Number of the Beast. Number of the Beast. Oh, For yes. me, I think uh, that was my first introduction of Maiden. And I remember, of course, back in the day, cassette tapes, right? I went through the first one, like, within a week. I would buy another one. And I would stay <laughs> up, like, every night, three, four in the morning, constantly listening to this album over. I'm like, mm -hmm. what is this? <laughs> yeah. This is just, it was so fresh at the time. It was unique heard metal sound like that the sheer epicness of it and just bruce's vocals everything just just great so yeah for me that that's a special place in my heart number four all right how about you uh slunk meister number four so number four yeah this one you're gonna you'll be surprised at but this is where i placed a matter of life and death ah wow nice for me yeah. this album just it was so it kind of came out of nowhere. You know, they had Bruce came back, they mm -hmm. did brave new world. They did dance of death and you know, they had established a sound and a, you know, a new sound and a new kind of uh, vibe. And then, man, to me, a matter of life and death, I listened to that and I, f I feel like you could have just plopped that down, replace, uh, no prayer for the dying with a matter of life and death. Just drop that right in after seventh son before mm -hmm. fear of the dark. And it would just, it would, it would flow perfectly. Um, I mean, some of the tracks, yeah. Uh, Reincarnation of Benjamin Bree, Brighter Than a Thousand Suns, The For Longest the Day. Of God. Uh, every time I listen to The Longest Day, I just yeah. picture, like, this could open any Maiden concert. You know, you've got that intro, and then you could come in with the pyrotechnics, and when sure. that song kicks in, you know, Out of the Shadows, yeah. uh, The Legacy for the Greater Good of God. For the Greater I Good of God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. The first two tracks were like, kind of crappy i thought like uh you know because it was starting to sound like you, you, you know standard maiden fair but mm -hmm. boy after that it just took off and mm -hmm. was i don't know it just felt like a return to to the glory days of maiden to me yeah and, that, that's uh, interesting yeah. you love this album number four that's where i had it too so number four Choice. oh interesting uh, okay i didn't yeah, know you no, had yeah. it that high no I, I love that album for all the same reasons that you did i thought when i when i first heard the reincarnation of benjamin Brieg, i'm like Wow, yeah. this is so prog. It's pushing the boundaries of prog for Maiden. Yep. Brighter than a thousand suns. It's epic. It's sprawling. Mm -hmm. For the greater good of God has like one of the greatest like choruses, you yeah. know, in it that's soaring Absolutely. epic. Every mm -hmm. every track on All this the power. Album, that yeah, old maiden like, power was, oh, wow. was there. And, and, yes, and it was like like lightning in a bottle, like okay, whatever happened, yeah. whatever they were doing something struck they were all on their game the drumming is phenomenal i mean it wasn't just oh, a regular film his best work ever i think yeah. so and i think yeah. even, even bruce said that he won the man you know the the was it the what they call it the man of the match or the term for, <laughs> for, for their football they all they all said to nico like told nico like nico what played the best on that record that he had in years and they gave him 
the man of the match. And you could hear it. I mean, it is it is stellar playing. Top it is just an awesome yes, album. Yeah. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Interesting. Nice, nice. So <laughs> Chop Top, did you do your number four? Yeah, that was number of the beast. Number uh, the beast. My number so number three now. All right. seven Top three. Seven Sunday, number three. Okay. Ooh. I really just you say about that production wise. Um, they, they use they, they went from somewhere in time and they actually honed I think a little bit sharper with the guitar synth sound. I think the concept behind the old whole album is amazing. Um, my gosh, I mean, I just my top fa favorite maiden song, maybe my top three, is probably Evil That Men Do. Okay, I oh, just man. never get tired of that song. I love the yeah. chorus, I love the guitar work. Wow, just mm -hmm. powerful to me. So, but that whole album at a whole, production wise, I think Martin Birch produced that as well. He was like their the, the go-to producer for Maiden for a long time. And uh man, you just something about still sounds great today, still sounds fresh today to me. So yeah, yeah here I'll go ahead and chime in because uh this is my number three as well. Wow, oh nice. Hey. So yeah, uh everything you said, Joe. I think this for me was like the culmination of a the golden era of Iron Maiden, you know, this five album mm -hmm. run between number of the beast, you know, to, to peace of mind, power slave somewhere in time. And, and seventh son was like, that's when they were at their, at the heights. Yes. At their heights. Uh, it, was yeah. a yeah. it is a ferocious album. Yeah. Every, this, this album had everything you could love, you know, great yeah. writing, the soaring choruses, the power goosebumps everywhere, you know, yeah. just, Every track I think is strong on this mm -hmm. album. Yeah, Moonchild yeah, is like, always I think the case. second oh. second favorite song. Oh yeah, it's just really a ripper. It's a showstopper. You know, and it's so <laughs> powerful and ferocious. You know, and he, mm -hmm. the way he's ah, oh, yeah, I'm he like you could feel it, like pushing right through you. Oh, on Montag, we uh, yeah, we saw that show. That's it's right, seventh row. Yes. Seventh row, seventh son of a seventh son, uh, one of the greatest row. metal shows I've ever remember, seen. I almost, I almost yeah. died of dehydration after that show, so <laughs> I remember that very well. And I remember yeah, I know it was dripping wet, but man, what a show! Everything was perfect, guys, about that show. That was yeah. still yeah. the best we concert of my fire. life. That's the best For concert sure. in my life. Yeah, yeah. They, the the full pyrotechnics were on display. <laughs> it was just. Yeah, it's just They're incredible. Just ferocious. ripped your face right off. That was so you know, good. That thankfully got rid of the big the big puffy shirt frog costume from somewhere in time <laughs> and was wearing those leather boots and the fur yeah, the leather yeah. pants and the fur boots, yeah. you know. Uh -huh. Yeah, and and then and then there was Seventh Son is such a haunting, powerful song. Mm -hmm. You know, again with great solos, but his that 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 pre you know, the pre chorus with that note. Oh it's so haunting. With the guitars playing behind it, the melody, oh, incredibly powerful song. Yeah, that's that's uh, I, I get it, man. That's that's a great album. So yeah. that was that was number three. That was that was Chop Top. Your number three, right? Uh, Montag or <laughs> I'm Montag. Uh, Slunk, Slunk <laughs> Who is Montag? Who yeah, I'd already I had already chimed in. Three was uh, Seventh Son for me Seventh as well. Oh, for both of you. Okay. So. Uh, my number three was Number of the Beast, and. Uh, because nice. it's yeah. you know, we've already discussed that how how fantastic that album is, mm -hmm. um, so which brings us to two and one. And since you, I kind of think I know where you were going with this, uh, Slunkmeister, what's your number two? Number two for me, somewhere in time. Wow, that's wow. a high that finish. A really nice jump. Look yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I mean, this album for it was such a unique sound. You know, the like they were Maiden was one of the few bands that were at that, especially at that time. They were like they were able to bring in.
some synth sound and not just get lambasted for it. You know, like yeah. other metal bands were starting to dabble with synthesizers and they'd have like a little dude hiding over in the corner when they were doing it live because mm-hmm. they were almost ashamed of it. But I don't know, Maiden, you know, they, they had the guitar synth, so they didn't quite uh, jump the shark when it came to yeah, synth, kind of But it gave this album such a cool vibe. And I mean, the cover art, you know, I would just pop this album in and then just sit and stare at the cover for hours, you know, looking yeah. at all these cool little details and all the oh, yeah. hidden messages and maiden references to the other albums, every yeah. album before that. Derek yeah. Riggs, just what a what a phenomenal <laughs> guy. But yeah, the, yeah just the album is, I don't know, just phenomenal and so unique yeah. In, oh, yeah. in maiden history. A cool song. Yeah. Yeah, now I know I'm truly regretting putting my Somewhere in Time at number eight, but I get it. <laughs> yeah, oh, it, it, I can't, there's nothing, I can't fault the album. There's really no song that's that's bad. Uh, it, it, I love every track, you know. And and, and I think I, some I, of I, these I, come down to a, a, a nostalgia, you know. When did you hear it? What was going on in your life at the time you were right. listening sure. to this? And, you know, and right. this one just uh, somehow uh, scratches a nostalgic itch for me, too, as well, so. Yeah, totally. I just remember I sitting in my room listening to this thing. I think it was the middle of winter. I, I don't know, but yeah, I, I don't know. Just loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember getting the album with you and going over to your house, Slunkmeister, and listening to it. Because mm-hmm. we accidentally put on side two of the album and listened to like the loneliness of the wrong distance runner. We're like, huh, what a weird track to begin with. And we looked at yeah. the lyrics and like, oh, that's not, that's the wrong track. <laughs> so we flip it back over and like, oh, there it is. There's yeah. the big triumphant. I think this was the age burning song. (laughs) I think this was the very first uh, album that I ever got a, uh, it was my first, when I got a a, a CD player, this was my very first CD that I ever played my new CD player. So yeah, it's like, Oh, the clarity. Oh my God. What a, what a, what a revelation compact discs were back then, you know, right. You can hear so much more the details. (laughs) It was just amazing. Yeah. Could crank it up louder without distortion. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Uh, Chop Top, what about your number two? Or did we already go to you, Chop, for number two? No, no, I haven't said it yet. But, uh, I, man, I flipped around these two guys for a long time. <laughs> I had uh, Power Slave is my number yeah. two. Yeah. Everything Great that's already been said that you guys shared about it already, uh, totally agree. And, wow, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, one song title. You just got to tell people to say mm-hmm. Like you said, you want to introduce someone to Maiden, that's all you got to play them right there. Yeah. Uh, I think Back to I, the Village is a fantastic song, too. It's underrated. It's an Adrian yeah. Smith song, too. Like, yeah. Flash of the Blade is... is yeah, the duels. I, I love it. All these epic songs. Another, yeah. Lost for Words, maybe one of the best heavy metal instrumentals, if not my favorite of all time. I love Lost for Words. That is just so cool. Yeah. It was the first time in a long time that they had brought back an instrumental, you know, in quite a while, because they did those on their first couple albums, and he hadn't had it heard for a while, so it was nice to hear that again. Yeah, this album too. This is when I I, I became a Maiden fan in this yeah. era. Yeah, uh, Montag, I remember you introducing me to Maiden. Yes. You know, you're welcome. Uh, uh, yeah, he was, he was you know, Montag. That's why. <laughs> and what drew me in were were the uh, were the lyrics. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you're sitting there going, "Oh, check out this song." You know, it's about mythology. It's about yeah. Egyptian mythology, and this. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I would just when I first started listening, I would just skip forward to all the all the lyrics, you know, I would skip the, the guitar solos and just go to the, <laughs> to all the lyrics and l- listen yeah. to them and read them. And like, yeah, that really intrigued me. Cause I, I, yeah. I didn't realize that, you know, metal could be that smart and uh, you know, yeah. Well, well that's written, how you, that's you know. how you pass history mythology class in high school. 
Absolutely. Fighting me, you know, just to cry me in war. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That that is that is my my segue into my number two pick, which is peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the album that I first heard Iron Maiden, and that's because I had a I had a stereo at the time. It was a turntable, and I had a dual cassette deck. And once some kids, you know, my fellow classmates found that out, they were saying, "Hey, can you make a cassette of this album for me?" So I put on the album, and I would make a cassette, or I burn one cassette to another. You know, back in the day, and someone gave me a stack of cassettes and Judas Priest and all this stuff. And then here's this Iron Maiden peace of mind. I'm like, oh, okay, I've never heard of Iron Maiden. I put it in, then there's that big drum and show. I'm like, oh my God. This you know, heavy guitar riffs. I'm like, who the fuck are these guys? Oh, so I, you know, and I'm like, oh yeah. And just listening to it, like, oh my God, they're singing about Hitler, the Eagle's Nest. And like, oh, I remember the album. I remember the movie where he goes there. I'm like, oh my god, they're writing about movies and mm-hmm. and like to, and to tame a land. I'm like, it's fucking dude, dude. Oh, oh my, my god, god. It's dude. You know, <laughs> and it's like, holy crap. And then you know, the trooper, which still just makes my balls just swell up. Oh, uh, you know, with the manly trooper. testosterone, and then, and then kicks you in them, kicks you right in your swollen balls. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you love every minute of I it. I love too. it. Kick me yeah. again. Hey. Yeah, and, oh, and, yeah, and and you know, and then the, with with I think I even liked even better was Flight of Icarus, you know, just uh, just such a mm-hmm. great song. And part of it because it's like held back a little bit; it's a little slow, but oh. then it builds. Then you get those screaming solos at the end. It's just so satisfying. And I remember, you know, child Slunkmeister, we would watch you know the video. Yeah, of that. yeah. We would just watch those over and over and over again. And just sit there like going, oh yeah, you know. And of course, uh, Nico, Nico's uh, date. Yeah, was Nico. I mean, we had talked about how Bruce just came in and you know in '82 mm-hmm. on Number of the Beast and and made the band go to new heights. Then here you bring in Nico McBrain, which I think even brought it up to a higher level of, of yeah. excellence. One of the best drummers, one of my favorite, you know, drummers. One of, number two influence in my drumming besides Neil Peart. Um, so yeah, no peace of mind. Is the album that introduced me to Maiden got me excited about, and I have been a fan ever since then. Um, and it just every now, t- to be fair, there, 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 not every song is good. There's a, I think, Quest for Fire is a little weak. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not crazy about that, but I like, you know, we got um, Sunlight and Steel, which is which is really cool. Die with your boots on. Um, Revelations. I mean, there's just so many great songs on Peace of Mind. To number one, and I think Slunkmeister and I have our same pick for number one. So, so uh, Chop Top, what is your number one Maiden album? My number one, and again, guys, this for me, I, I flip back between this and my second, it's Peace of Mind. I mean, when I first, in everything Montag said, you first put that in, you first hear that drum. It's just like, wow. And it takes me back to special players, very special for me at that time just because just discovering more metal bands and you know finally getting cassette tapes you know getting a collection going a mini one and just discovering them through i mean i think i said number of beasts i discovered them now it was it was peace of mind i want to retract that from earlier but peace of mind just uh revelations flight acres die with your boots on still life is still one of the most underrated maiden songs ever um i think oh, it's yeah. beautiful yeah and, uh, to tame you're alive it's epic. even I mean, better you gotta say is to tame a land. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. good about it. epic, wonderful. That's my number one pick, though. 
Nice. Excellent. And I, I believe, Sunkmaster, you and I have the same number one. Uh, no, actually, I agree with uh, – I'm with uh, Chop Top there. Peace of mind oh. is number one for me Ooh, as well. Oh, is it? oh okay. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a hard – I mean, it's – Yeah. Uh, this is just, uh, I think, everything quintessential Iron Maiden right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, you know, uh, you could maybe make that argument with Power Slate or many of these, these albums. Oh, sure. Um, but like, even with the sound itself, the mix here yes. is just very, it's just, I don't know. It's everything is, it's, it's just Iron Maiden. You can hear yeah. Nick on my brain's ride cymbal really well. Yeah. The drums sound mm-hmm. big and thunderous. The guitars are really dry and crunchy. You know, yeah. especially when you hear like, a song like Revelations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, you hear that. Everything you hear, everything crystal clear. Yeah, it's just such a perfect mix. You know, Power yeah. Slave is cool. Somewhere in time, have these cool, unique feels to them mm-hmm. and different mm-hmm. mixes that make yeah. them unique. But like, peace of mind is, I think, just a perfect, uh, a perfect mix and, a, yeah. and just a perfect representation of of Iron Maiden top to bottom. Oh yeah, it, it, it's a it's a ferocious album. It is definitely, it's so good uh, on so many levels and it's one that bears repeated listening to and like i don't care how many times i've heard it when i hear these songs i will turn it up and up mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i can't hear it loud enough it is just <laughs> that's true i wanted to just be surrounding me and go through me because like i had to be careful when i'm driving in the car to not listen to sound because like, I'm like yeah! you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. well at least my number one pick with uh seventh son of a seventh son um it's because i think that is when they did a, a concept album, it was like, can Maiden get any cooler than they are? Uh, <laughs> and, and the sound is, is phenomenal. The songs it are is. epic and ferocious, as we've discussed. Um, you know, uh, the band even admits that the second side, the story kind of falls apart. Eh, you know, but by that time, uh, it didn't matter to me. I mean, Infinite Dreams, it gets oh. such a big song. Um, yeah, there's just everything about I think any of these top five albums that, you know, I will listen to these until the day I die, you know, and I'll probably mm-hmm. have some of it played at my funeral. So just get ready to expect it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, now Mark wants us to listen to all 16 Iron Maiden albums in order. <laughs> We're going to play um, Virtual Eleven on loop. Yeah, so he wants everyone to sing Fallen Down. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. Standing so, alone uh, in the one right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, we see. Yes, we we see you, bloodletters, wanting to stab your eye out. Uh, yeah. yeah, excellent. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, you know, this has been a fantastic discussion, top to bottom. Absolutely. And, and from fans who who love the genre, mm-hmm. know the know the band, who love it, and and can be, I think, open to to criticism where it's warranted, but deep down. If Maiden came by tomorrow, you know we're all going to go see them. You know, so oh, yeah, uh, oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, one of uh, the this is the band that I cut my metal teeth on, right, right here. This is this is what drew me into real metal. You know, not right. hair metal, not not any of the you know, yeah. the real stuff, the the real mm-hmm. deal. And, yeah, know, Bruce is one of my favorite people. Period. And, mm-hmm. and in the world, I think Bruce is a very uh, amazing. Uh, inspirational guy there's nothing that guy yeah. can't do right this is the album that got 
Slunkmeisters to stop listening to Millie Vanilli. So this band. Yeah, so, yeah, I moved on. Yeah. I took my diaper off and I, I moved on. Oh, you know it's true. I grew, right. I grew some tubes. You know. That's right. You got some chest pubes all the way down to your fro. Uh -huh. your yeah, that, that, uh, yeah, that intro. <laughs> Where you going there? Kicked in and my balls dropped and that's right. Off I went. I like this band. Oh my god! Listen to my voice. <laughs> right yeah, after that you could uh, never be on the teeter-totter again just oh know. no things changed that moment things changed <laughs> that's right that's right instant puberty <laughs> thank you right. thank you oh, the made, number of socks you went through was just made a man out of me that's right i ran out of kleenex ma i needed more <laughs> socks <laughs> my sheets are getting pretty stick just step, step and thick uh, <sighs> yeah so excellent well, listen, hey, uh, we want to thank you for listening to uh, another episode of Heavy Metal Horror, and we are going to continue to discuss bands, and uh, Slunkmeister is going to be around every time we discuss music. He's a huge music fan, huge metal fan, and uh, Slunkmeister, is there anything that you uh, want to say to all of our millions of listeners? about tonight oh, just thank you i appreciate you uh, inviting me here hope everybody enjoyed the discussion i'd love to hear some other people's uh you know rankings love to love to see it yeah <clears> that'd be great. Hear, hear them call us names for some of our choices here yeah it's all that's good. right that's great so you can contact us at heavy metal horror podcast fans on facebook you can find montag lewis on instagram by you know happy to stop by say hi and uh you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna come back for uh, uh, more reviews and uh so next time slunkmeister we'll uh we'll let you choose the band that we discuss or the or the metal music topic think oh, about boy. it let us okay. know and then uh chop type cool. and i will we'll get on board and see we'll what i can come up with. and then then they'll go back to chop top and then chop top will pick then it'll be his pick for the music so it's been great yes. having you for tonight's episode so I am Montag, Master of Illusion. I'm Chapter. And the Slunkmeister. And you've been listening to Heavy Metal Horror. Horror.